Alright, so, people, let's give ourselves some backstory a little bit before we jump into this commentary. Now, it is convoluted as shit backstory nonetheless, but I feel like we need to know where we've been, you know, where we've gone, and where we are now with this series, because it has been, pun intended, a hell of a fucking road with this series, man. I'm telling y'all, this series, you know, I've done episodes where I break down the history and continuity lack thereof of the return of the living dead franchise which is over the course of five films the texas chainsaw massacre you know continuity or lack thereof you know i broke down that franchise and that was hard to get through but there's certain franchises that i i dare not get into and for good fucking reason you know i'm not about to sit there or sit here rather and do an episode breaking down the timeline the continuity and the characters of all fucking 17,000 Puppet Master movies. I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to break down all the Phantasm movies. I, I, I'm not going to do that because if I, try to, if I try to make sense of the Phantasm movies in particular, I might as well try to make sense of the timeline and the story that revolves around the Terminator franchise. My head is going to go straight up David Cronenberg scanners and the shit's going to explode on impact. Was that an explosion or implosion? I don't know. Who the hell cares? But y'all get the gist of what I'm saying. There's certain franchises I just really choose not to dive into and try to make sense of. And I'm sorry, man. Um, let me let me just put this out there. I did enjoy this movie. This is not a first time watch commentary, people. I have seen this movie um, a couple times, and I enjoyed, again, pun intended, the hell out of this movie. But we got to talk about where where we came from with this series man the long ass journey through the you know it's almost like the leviathan that was in you know the labyrinth that was in hellraiser 2 that's what we've been going through with this franchise man this shit has been all over the place now hellraiser hellraiser is not a movie or a series overall that i just turn on like i'm never in a mood where it's like yeah i need a horror movie to watch yeah let me turn on hellraiser that is not one of my comfort films and i watch a lot of crazy shit i watch a lot of you know i might just throw on jason x or leprechaun in the hood every once in a while and even though they took pinhead in space also in hellraiser bloodline the fourth movie which was also the last theatrical release in the series i'm never just the movie's not cool enough you know even though they throw pinhead in space is not cool enough for me to just yeah this is going to be cool for you know a nighttime watch let me throw on hellraiser bloodline no, I I I've, I have to really prepare myself and put myself in a certain type of mood to get into these movies, man. And that's not to say that the first Hellraiser movie isn't, uh, you know, I want to say groundbreaking in some ways as far as special effects and just the liberties you could take with the gore and the violence and just the shock value and just sleazy aspects of a film. They did a lot of things, man, in that movie. Clive Barker did a lot of things in that movie that we'll never see recreated again. I don't care how many times you reboot the series or do direct sequels here or try to reinvent this there. It's You're never going to get that first movie ever again. And while the first Hellraiser movie is not you know, in my top 10 or maybe even top 15 horror movies of all time, Hellbound Hellraiser 2 will always have a special place in my heart because that movie to this day is still nightmare fuel. It's still the best in the series for me because once we, you know, once the, the writers and Clyde Barker decided to take this story into um, the actual Leviathan labyrinth 
that maze that was literally in hell when he decided to take Kirsty and and bring Julia back from the mattress and add Kyle and Dr. Chenard and Tiffany and skinless Frank again like <coughs> excuse me people it's just too much it's just too much man um but there are images in that movie that are still burned into my brain the clown that's juggling his own eyeballs the other clown that pops up on multiple mirrors that's laughing loud as shit and then the mirror shatter um the guy you know cutting the the invisible maggots off of his arm before julia comes to life on the mattress it is so many things in that movie um that just still that just still stick with me to this day man hellraiser 3 also is a movie that's kind of near and dear to my heart i used to rent that movie a lot and it's the movie where the series went full-blown commercial i'm not saying they had like uh hellraiser happy meals or anything like that but it started to get a little tongue-in-cheek and very commercial in the sense that you know the cenobites the way that they died is the way that they were resurrected you know the dj was had the cds in his head and threw cds at people and killed them the bartender you know was making molotov cocktails in the cocktail you know shaker thing and was throwing it on cops the guy who was joey's cameraman doc who's one of the worst actors in the entire franchise he has a fucking camera lens inside of his skull and it just impales people when it shoots out it's this it, it became really tongue-in-cheek, but I love it for how tongue-in-cheek it is. Like I said, Hellraiser Bloodline, the fourth movie, was the last theatrical release, and I feel like they, they knew they fucked up. Once you took Pinhead into space, you should have been prepping for the last movie unless you were preparing to make more movies with Pinhead in space. And then I finally kind of just gave up. Not all the way, but I, for the most part, um, I gave up at Hellraiser Inferno. You know, they took Pinhead out of it for the most part, and this is where you realize that these movies kind of are spec scripts. Um, the sequels, for that matter, are really spec scripts that just have Pinhead and the Cenobites and the box inserted into them. Because Hellraiser Inferno, I know a lot of people like it, and Scott Derrickson, who did, um, you know, Sinister and Doctor Strange, he directed that movie, and good for him, man, and Craig Schaefer's in it, but I, I don't like it, man. It does not feel like a Hellraiser movie. It just feels like a sleazy, coke-infested version of CSI or NCIS, whatever the fuck those crime shows are y'all watch out there. And no disrespect to y'all for watching them. But, um... You know, then we had Hellseeker. I didn't. Even, I never have made it through that movie entirely because Ashley Lawrence is barely in it. That's the only reason I came back to it. Then you had um, Hellraiser Debtor. Then you had Hellraiser Hellworld. Then you had Hellraiser um, Revelations, which is one of the worst pieces of shit ever. That's when they finally recast Doug Bradley, um, and it just didn't work. And then you had Hellraiser Judgment, which I actually wanted to watch because I like what that guy who played the new Pinhead was doing. He um he brought something to that role, man. I just didn't really get into the movie to even finish it. I never even got halfway through it. But I remember I'm telling myself I would never get invested in another. I would never get excited for the Hellraiser franchise. I didn't give a shit. But then I heard that David Gordon Green was supposed to be directing, you know, a pilot or the, the series entirely. And then I heard that David Bruckner was doing something completely different from the series, which was going to be a, you know, a soft reboot of the franchise and david bruckner who's a part of the vhs franchise him being a part of vhs franchises um is definitely incentive enough for me to have gotten interested in this movie and i remember when the trailer dropped y'all can check out the trailer reaction if y'all want prior to you know tuning into this commentary the trailer was actually really good man and the tone of it was there the budget seemed to be there they were taking this movie very seriously which is what a hellraiser movie should do and, you know, kudos to Hulu and David Bruckner for doing something, doing something different here, but still making it feel like a Hellraiser movie. But for 
you know, for the right reasons for a new generation, because a lot of times when they reboot these franchises, they say, oh, this is definitely for the next generation of fans as well as the old ones. They cater a little too much to the next gen and it becomes something like like it almost because becomes unfamiliar as far as the fans are concerned. But, you know, David Bruckner did a good job here. Yeah. Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski right in the script. Um, David Goyer is a is, is, is a part of this uh screenplay in this story if i'm not mistaken and then we've got odessa Azion in the lead role here she plays riley and let's be real you're not going to get ashley lawrence you're not going to get kirstie cotton but i do like this actress in this movie and we'll get there in a second we've got jamie clayton as the priest the new pinhead which a lot of people complained about but it is very novel accurate so y'all can shut the fuck up about the whole pinhead's not a female and this that and the other well she is in this movie so let's deal with it. You got Adam Faison in here, Drew Starkey, Brandon Flynn. You got some you got some faces in here. The majority of this cast is unfamiliar um, to me, which is actually cool. I don't want to really see a bunch of stars pop up in, um, you know, in a Hellraiser movie. But people, we are almost goddamn nine minutes into this intro. I'm rambling on too much caffeine in my system, way too much coffee. Unfortunately, I can't shout out Starbucks right now because it's not the espresso, the triple espresso shot I'm used to. But people... Hellraiser 2022. This is on Hulu, and that's just in case y'all are tuning in with me. And y'all know if y'all are tuning in with me, y'all are the true Tudor Reviews MVPs, especially listening to a Hellraiser commentary, man. These movies are a task to get through. And not because they're all bad, but just because the just the content is just so fucking morbid, man. But you know, horror is the foundation in which this thing was built on. So people, Without further ado, man, let's jump into this commentary for Hellraiser 2022. I will hit the play button in 3, 2, 1. Let's get some V on here because I don't remember if it's loud when it starts off. Oh, no. When they had Spyglass, you know, uh, media group behind this movie, they really meant Spy because this fucking logo introduction doesn't make a sound. Hulu presents a Hulu original. Did they break the fourth wall with that? It's kind of like when you watch a Tyler Perry movie and you, you know, when the movie's over and the credits start rolling, you realize everybody was Tyler Perry. Like the cast was Tyler Perry, the hair and makeup, the gaffer, the boom mic handler, hair and makeup, craft services. It's, it's all Tyler Perry. Written by, produced, directed, starring, edited by... Fake-ass Gabriel Byrne over here. I was kind of hoping he would show up himself. Well, that's the thing about Mr. Hoyt. He never does anything he can get someone else to do for him. So he's lazy. <clears throat> I 
One thing about the Hellraiser movies, um, I don't, I don't really need an explanation as to who gave that guy the box and what the lady was getting the box for, how much she was paid to get the box and bring it back to this guy's mansion. Like, I don't, like, the unexplained elements in Hellraiser, I feel like if you question one thing, you gotta question every goddamn thing. And you're gonna have a hard time doing that. So my man just went to... Now listen, like I, I'm about to contradict myself because I'm not about to ask that question. I'm about to say, so my man just went to a random-ass sex party in the mansion somewhere in Massachusetts. But I get it. He's supposed to be like the... She almost is like the Julia character, even though she's not in it much. And he's almost like the Frank character because Frank was the first person we saw with the box where... In the original movie, he's sitting. He's sitting in like a. I don't know. It looks like I don't know where they're at, but he's sitting across in like a little hut or diner, sitting across with some guy, and the guy's like, "What is your pleasure, sir?" And he gives him the box. I remember in the original Hellraiser when it, when the box is exchanged, one of the, or when the box is exchanged or when the money's put on the table, one of those motherfuckers' hand fingernails are filthy. Not gonna lie, this guy, his house is a very dangerous place, and we'll see that later on in the movie. But <clears throat> um, his house is beautiful, man. It's too fucking big for me personally, but like just this, I don't know if you want to call it a wing of the house or whatever. It's some ballish shit right here. Speaking of some ballish shit, um. The box. I remember in my uh, and I gotta correct myself, people, because I know in my trailer reaction I kept calling it the Le Merchant configuration. I think it's called the Lament configuration, and you would think that with as many Hellraiser movies as I've seen, I would know this by now. <laughs> but I always, I, I'm gonna just call it the box. The box is sexy as shit in this movie. They changed the shape of it. It's got six different configurations, six different meanings. I love that they did that. Because outside of Pinhead, the Cenobites, and whoever the central characters may be in these movies, the box is is a character on its own. It's its own entity. This actor, I need to, I need to look this actor up and see what his name is because I'm not gonna say that this guy, you know, playing the rich guy, I'm, I'm not gonna say he's a bad actor. He just seems like he should be in a vampire movie as well as one of these. Like I have seen that movie 
Solve it. Ooh, I can't even say it because I don't want to spoil. Um, the movie I was about to mention has a twist in there that is not really in the trailer. So I'm not going to mention the movie. I'm not going to spoil that for people because I know there's people out there listening that still haven't seen it. Wait, I think I got it. His name is Goran Viznik. Viznik. His name's Voight in the movie, alright? God damn it. Oh. Clearly, this guy's never been cut before. I'm not saying everybody should be cut and impaled in their hand, but. And I love that that's the new thing they introduced with the box. When that box cuts you, you are fucked. Don't matter who you are. soon as he locked the door and uh, put that gate on the door i would have just ran towards him i mean well i know you start getting woozy after the box cuts you because that means that that's your ass but i would have just ran towards him and just start choking him to death we just gonna check out together sir he getting all woozy that box gets you high when it cuts you guy and then it turns into that configuration the leviathan I, that is my favorite configuration how it looks like a knife or like a dagger <coughs> it's basically what it kept turning into in hellbound hellraiser 2 this movie is a combination of the first two movies if you ask me And I love how the camera just keeps panning around Voight while the guy's getting like hoisted up by the chains. And Voight's like, could you keep it down back there, sir? I'm trying to talk to the Leviathan. My man was trying to win an Oscar for best death scene out that bitch. He died like how Charlie died in Halloween 5 where he just wouldn't he just wouldn't shut the fuck up when Michael was bashing his face against against the stairwell. She doesn't. She's lying. Record scratch. Uh, Fellas, don't even, um. Fellas, like, if you're sleeping with a woman and you tell her you love her while you busting them cheeks, and she responds like that, she's like, what? She even looked back at him for all the wrong reasons. But, um, you have officially struck out at that point, so it's best to just leave and probably never call back. This is Trevor. And if she does call you back to get them cheeks again, don't ever say the L word again, Duran. Don't ever, don't ever bring it up again. Hey, hey, Nora, the roommate. Say it as a play. 
Now these characters, let's talk about these characters for a second. Again, like I said, you're never going to get Kirsty Cotton. You're never even really going to get a, um, you know, Joey Somerset from Hellraiser 3. I love her character. I think that actress's name is Tyra, Tyra Farrell, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. But um, this actress that plays Riley Odessa Ozion. You guys just heard us fucking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this actress, I like her a lot, man. I did not expect to like her because I'm like, oh my god, we're doing the whole, you know, Mia from just Evil Dead that. 2013. I don't like him. You know, addiction is going to play a part in her character arc, and it's just going to try to push the story along until the shit hits the fan. But I ended up actually like caring about this character. Um, and the whole brother sister. So angle that they did with these two I, yeah. I actually was into it don't take away all my vices and fucking you guy for christ's sake did you really just turn down the tv to listen to us argue and little shit like that like i did not think i was going to like these characters at all i thought i was going to be here for the box for pinhead for the centibites but there's a lot of things to that like that i personally enjoyed in this movie the characters being one of them i'm trying I liked Odessa o, o, a, a Zion. I liked a, Adam Faison, who plays the brother's boyfriend. I like these characters, man. The only character, if if and I'm not, it's no diss to the actress. The only person I didn't really care for is Nora. Um, Aofi Hines, if I'm saying her name right. I just didn't. I feel like they just writ her, wrote her a little one dimensional. But overall, these characters don't bother me too much. Plus, Drew Starkey, I had I was trying to figure out while I was watching this the first time what I had seen him in before. And the more he talked and the more he made certain facial expressions in this movie, I'm like, oh shit. The one that plays Riley's boyfriend or fuck buddy, he was in Scream. You know, season three. The one nobody liked with RJ Kyler and Kiki Palmer, Mary J. Blige and Tyga, everybody's favorite rapper. But he was in there. He was um he was the one that was on the down low. He was sleeping with Manny. Better job. I'm really tired of being broke. What? What? Okay. Your brother wouldn't like it, so. Don't you hate when people do that? It's like, you know what? Nah, never mind. You wouldn't be into it. Like, I hate when, like, just say what the fuck you gonna say. It, uh, it hurts you. You might not be a good girl around but you want to be. You got a little map just kind of sitting on your shoulder, so you may be worth listening to. You know? Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> now you can tell me. There's nothing to tell. Tell me, Trevor. Hey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. What if they really just started fighting, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith type of shit? Uh, so you know how I always make runs down to the warehouse district? Yeah. So there's this one spot that we used to drop stuff off. And the characters in this movie, surprisingly, are very regular. Like, I say that in a good way. Like, they they don't feel like, all right, we're in a Hellraiser movie. People, let's give it all we got. Go Cenobites on three. Like, they're not... They they know they're in a Hellraiser movie, I'm pretty sure, but they're not 
exploiting that. You know, there's certain sequels where people just they either take it too seriously or they just act too goofy, like oh, we're in a Hellraiser movie. Like, like these characters pull it off for the most part. I mean, some some assholes looking to make a profit. They're not gonna miss it. Give me a hand, I'll cut you down. You know what? I forget I said anything. This actress too. She reminds me of um. What's that girl's name? Alana. El- Alana. The chick from Broad City. That's who she reminds me of. She looks like she could be. That is a beautiful fucking shot. That city skyline like that. Woo! It's one of the best shots in the whole movie. I'm sorry, man. I'm a sucker for c- city skyline shots. Alright. Point of no return. You sure you want to do this? Yeah. I wonder what they're drinking. Mm. Let's get drunk before we hit this lick. They act like they was robbing a fucking bank. As he pulled up, he's like, last chance to pussy out. You know the passcode. If anything, you can say, I don't know. He can't say he's an old employee. I don't fucking know. Also, I'll say this about them actually hitting this lick and not really breaking in, but, you know, sneaking into this place and getting this shipment, which is the box. There's a twist here later on in the movie um, that explains what's going on with this whole situation here. And it was a big problem for me. It's, it's the, the twist later on is one of the main things I could have gone without in this entire fucking movie. Is she even trying to break this thing over? Meanwhile, the shit was probably open the whole time. Not gonna lie to y'all, him using that crowbar just now, it made me understand that I found a new love for crowbars probably like late last month um tore down some cabinets and shelves with a crowbar on the third floor and it was so therapeutic man i felt like fucking felt like ben from night living dead 1990 which is celebrating his 32nd anniversary today people happy 32nd anniversary to the night living dead remake man awesome fucking remake i was going to do commentary for it today but uh 
you know, to keep going with the spooky season theme, but I've realized I already did that. Let's hope so, yeah. I could always do a revisited commentary eventually, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you hold on to it now? Nah. I'll see if I can find some kind of appraiser and we'll, uh, we'll split whatever cash we can get from it. Yeah? Okay. The waves were dead and the tides were in their grave. It's hard to get away from that box, man. That box, one thing about that box is that it it draws you in man it's so intriguing so it's hard to stay away from it it's even hard to for me it's hard to keep my eyes off of it when it's on screen Shelly. Person. Shelly. No. wait what book are they reading <laughs> now this actor that plays the boyfriend uh what's his name Faison? is it adam Faison? i'm wondering is he related to donald Faison? Let's find out, people. Yup, Adam Faison. give any information on Adam Faison. He is on Agents of Shield though. No, seriously, no. Okay, let me see. First Matt, I'm fucking clean. Hey, I worry about you, Rye. You gotta stick to this. <laughs> Riley, I'm not trying Yeah you are. I love you. You love having something to fix so that you can feel like a big success in this shitty okay, apartment. Okay, I see what you're trying to no, do. You don't He should have just been like, I'm not going to lie, and so am I. And in the morning, pack your shit. Now match me a shot real quick. You don't mean that. The hell I don't. Then say it. Like you mean it. Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! I don't know what we're yelling about. I don't know what's going to happen to you, ever. And yet you kick her the fuck out when you know she needs help. When you know she's not a basket case. She can't really call it a basket case. Get the fuck out of my house. Ain't no way, man. Like, there's no way I do, like, especially a younger sibling. There's no way I do one of my siblings like that. And there's no way I would do one of my siblings like that because I've had that done to me before by certain siblings who will remain nameless. But I know what that shit's like, so... Seriously, come back inside. It's just a bad night. Okay? You're just gonna regret this later. Is he smoking a cone? And the the boy the brother's boyfriend is cool for that. Like he's he's this happens so often that he's just like, come on man, just it's just a bad night. Like we'll be over, you know, we'll talk this shit over. Coffee and tacos tomorrow for breakfast type of shit. Now I want some damn tacos. But again, I surprisingly i haven't cared about the characters or the actual story in a hellraiser movie in a long fucking time 
I haven't cared about that since Hellraiser 3. Because Hellraiser 4 on up, I couldn't tell you one fucking character name in any of those movies. None of them. I can tell you that uh, Kim Myers from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was in Hellraiser 4. I'm not gonna hold y'all, man. I'd have fucked around and met them Cenobites because that box, man. I like I was I used to be very big on Rubik's cubes, and I think my nephew has a, a Rubik's cube. But like whenever I see one, I'm I'm fucking around with it. So I can only imagine the configurations I'ma figure out with that damn box. This one in particular, like if I could solve it and not cut myself. Now, what I'm not going to do is solve the box on that thing. I don't even know what those things are called at parks, playgrounds that spin around like that. But I remember it was about five of us on one <clears throat> down like 12th Street Playground some fucking where when I used to live in South Philly. And somebody was just running full speed, spinning that shit around. And then he jumped on so we all could be on there together. And we almost got fucking sick. Like, that was the slowest walk home. We didn't ride our bikes home. We walked our fucking bikes home after that shit. Good times, though. Now, again, this is why I said I love that this box is its own character, its own entity, because we still we still get to spend time with the box. This remake, reboot, you know, d sequel, whatever the fuck this they consider this movie. David Bruckner, he got the answer, Sway. He's the only one that can tell us. But they could have easily reintroduced us to Hellraiser and been like, oh, we know what this is. Here's the box. Let's have some chains come out of it. Boom. And we'll be done with it. No, they introduced new things to this box that I I appreciate the hell out of, man. I love that they did this.
This sounds like the music from Hellraiser 2. Now that Cenobite, she, these Cenobites, man, let me tell y'all something. I saw a lot of people complaining. I'll, I'll, I'll tell y'all in a second. thing about Hellraiser man whether it's a bad movie good movie middle of the road whatever um when those chains hit somebody is it is a hard knock life but um what I was gonna say was that I, I saw a lot of people complaining about the, the designs of the Cenobites the performances somebody was like oh it didn't look like real skin or real flesh and it's like can we fucking appreciate what they what David Bruckner has brought us here? Cause he actually tried. I don't think they've tried to make a good Hellraiser movie. Like they didn't really try until they they made Judgment, and that shit kind of went under the radar. And I'm mad that I didn't even get a chance to sit all the way through it, cause I wanted to. But <clears throat> you know, for Hulu to back this and to have somebody that who's a, a genre guy like David Bruckner, um. People just find anything to complain about. I I was very surprised with the with the Cenobites and how creepy they they made me feel. Do I miss Butterball and the original Chatterer and the goofy ones from Part Three and the Doctor Chenard Cenobite who's a fucking crazed maniac? I even like the twins in Hellraiser Bloodline. Those two security guards who get their faces twisted up and they become conjoined. I like those guys too. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. But um I love the new designs for Cenobites. Stay awake, yeah? Stay awake. And that uh that actress, I'm not sure if she's Asian or what, but uh Selena Lowe. Her her Cenobite's name is the Gasp. You've got the Gasp, the Chatterer, the Weeper, the Asphyx. Is it Asphyx or Asphyx? I wanna say Asphyx because it's asphyxiate. I don't I don't listen. I want y'all to leave me alone. Alright? She's looking like, wait, you can solve yourself? box got him high said it's Friday get you high that's the one thing about this box man when it cuts you you start getting all woozy you start losing focus this is just how I feel when I don't have glasses on 
which reminds me i need to buy a new fucking pair because i'm telling you this is what i go through if i'm reading something i'll lose focus for a little bit and then it'll just snap back to reality now we in poltergeist 3 territory where your your reflection ain't cooperating with you Now, I'm pretty sure when they did this with the box, it was, I don't know, if, it's probably a mix of CG and practical, but you can tell it's an enhanced effect, but it's good though. I love how you hear the scream, you can still hear the scream even louder as she walks into the bathroom, but then nobody's in there. I love that they did that. And you can hear the chains in the background, too, at the same time. But um, while I was sitting there talking about the whether it was CG or not, uh, the CG they did in this movie is actually pretty fucking decent. It's, it doesn't feel cheaply made at all. And I feel like whatever CG they could use sparingly... They did, but they they did a good job, man. It looks really good. I'm I'm really I'm not trying to like fanboy out over a fucking Hellraiser movie, but I'm so impressed at what they did with this, and I definitely want a sequel. Like I've had two people um, within the last week or so, um, you know, text me, and and they're not really hellraiser fans at all i've had two people in particular text me and tell me that they surprisingly really enjoyed this movie it's matt's blood i told you he cut himself on this what on that what what is that you didn't tell us about that i don't know i don't know i didn't i was really fucked up okay and i was in and out of it and i wasn't expecting for matt to just be there and the pills were kicking in and i was seeing things what things I don't know. This part got on my fucking nerves. It's crazy fucked up shit. It's one of those, you know, they don't believe her type of situations. Tell me about Matt. said what he did. I am. He woke me up. His hand was bleeding. He went into the bathroom and then he never came out. You never saw him come out. But you just said that you were in and out of it fucking blitz. So what did you miss, huh? Because he wouldn't just leave. That's not him. I know. I know. I know that. So fucking think, Riley, please. See, that's when we all had to talk a little brolic to each other because I... why are you telling her to think and she's telling you what she knows? I told you not to leave. Then he, you know, to add insult, <clears throat> excuse me, to fucking injury, he said that to her. I told you not to leave. Like, it's her fucking fault. I mean, technically it is her fucking fault, but I'm just saying. See, I know I'm an asshole friend because I would have been the one to like, I would have went after her to try to make sure she didn't run off and hurt herself or anything. But I'd have been like, listen, he's not saying it's your fault, but it's kind of your fault, homie. She's emotionally damaged. 
he don't even know what to do. He's like, wait, uh, you want me again? She's like, look, I'm fresh off a hangover. My brother just disappeared. I've got a weird box in my car, in my bag or whatever. And I need you to knock the walls out this shit real quick. And fellas, listen, man, know your worth. She coming through there like he's her emergency dick in the glass, you know? She trying to forget about the, the horrors that she just saw. And she's like, yeah, come bust this ass real quick. And he did it. He fell for it, man. We got to know our worth, fellas. Men's rights 2022. Uh, Fucking chatterer was there to remind them of safe sex. But I listen, let, let's keep it a bean, yo. Like, let's really keep it a bean ski here. Their safe sex never existed since the beginning of time in the Hellraiser universe. It is nasty, raunchy sex scattered throughout this entire series. And I'm not mad at it. fuck am I seeing shit still? I know, I know. That's why we're laying all this out, okay? How did you get it to change, like, from the cube into that? I didn't. It changed on its own. This dude, this actor, the dude I said um, was in the Scream TV series, he looks like he should have been in Green Room with Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots. Listen, if y'all have not seen Green Room, fucking bad ass, fantastic fucking movie. It's one of those kind of claustrophobic, we can't get out of this building, siege type of movies with Patrick Stewart. As the as the bad guy that's leading these neo Nazis, Jesus Christ, man, it is a great fucking movie. Y'all should check that out. In the building, who owns the building? Well, can we find out? There has to be a name somewhere. Also, people, before I forget, man, make sure y'all check out Bumping the Night podcast fourteen twenty eight. Um, shout out to Johnny Zuko and Ginger Snap. And also shout out to We Love Horror Podcast. You can follow both of those podcasts on um, on Instagram. We had a fucking great time reviewing a spoiler review for Halloween Ends we did yesterday, man. It was such a good time. So many different opinions on the movie. And I was so surprised that when we all came together to review this movie, all four of us, that we didn't come together to, you know, some evil dies tonight trying to, trying to tear this movie down. We actually agreed on way more things than, than we thought we would. Uh, but it was a great fucking episode, man. So make sure y'all go check that out on Podbean and wherever you can find your podcast at, people. And make sure y'all tune into RNZ Live tonight, man. Me and Johnny are gonna do our uh, we're gonna do our Halloween franchise ranking. It was a little rough for me this time around doing that ranking. My lungs are rotting out. I'm fucking dying in this place. Well, well, that's the life you chose, What's man. this about? Smoking the Marlboro Reds. You'd have to be more specific. Your name was on the deed. You had something shipped in. It's still there. It wasn't shipped in. It was locked up. And it isn't. She looks like she could be the mother of Alice Braga from fucking you know Predators. And why do you care? You have no idea whose business you've stepped in. Roland Voigt was monstrous and sadistic. 
Well, boy, is that who you work for? I sorted out his mess of an estate, and that was the last thing I ever did for him. You sure? Not proud of the things I did. What you're after is dangerous. It ended Void's life, and it ended yours too. Or worse. Fuck this. Fuck Riley. <laughs> Let's go. Now this, <clears throat> this is usually um, uh, a box that horror movies check that piss me off. I just got on the movie Smile about this type of shit. We gotta go see the old person, whether they're black, Hispanic, white, whatever the case may be. We've gotta see that old person. We've gotta have some exposition. Exposition. We've gotta push the story along. You know, we we've gotta have somebody say this thing is evil that's coming after you, and you must stop. Like it, we we're doing this too much in these movies, and I I get it, man. Certain movies call for it, but quite frankly, I'm really getting tired of seeing that in modern movies. Um, they even did that in Mirrors, the movie Mirrors, I think. You know, they did that in fucking scary stories to tell in the dark. Like I'm just I'm over the whole. We gotta go see this person who's institutionalized. Like I'm tired of that shit. Some water, lady. You need some fucking scotch. Some Johnny Walker Blue Label or something to get that bug out your system, at least for the time being. I heard brown liquor works when you're under the weather. Hey, why don't you put that down? I'm locking it up. I'm sorry, I've got nothing else for you. What? Come on, give it to me. Give it to me, Serena. No. Serena. No. Please give it back. You don't know what you're doing. Back. No. Ah. Lord. Ah. I'd have took the box and stabbed her ass with it right back. Now, of course, this Serena's looking like, yeah, I'm fucked. It's over. We just enjoy these last several hours while I can. What happened? I mean, I understand what she's saying, but I understand what he's saying, where it's like, you, you do try to calm people down, and then they don't take it lightly, and it's like, well, sorry for trying to fucking help. I've done that before, and then you only got one time to tell me. It's like, okay, I'll stop being a pain in the ass. Now, Serena, yeah, she she know it's a wrap for her. She seen them walls open up. Now, let me just say this. Uh, for the record, the hospitals in Hellraiser movies fucking suck. You know, if you don't got a maniac like Dr. Chenard running that shit, 
Then you got these negligent ass doctors and nurses. Yeah, she cut herself. She's hyperventilating, and we still have her on an oxygen tank. But let me talk to you down the hallway real quick. We can just leave her by herself. Fuck is wrong with y'all? Now, had they would have stayed there, would the Cenobites have still came for her? Or would they have, like, played hide and seek or some shit? This part creeped me out. How that Cenobite, I think that's the... Oh, no, I think that's the... What the fuck are these Cenobites' name? Let me check again. But the way they just walk past in the background like that, I love. The, and again, they could have easily brought reintroduced us to Hellraiser with a shit ton of jump scares. They, they could have had these Cenobites be nothing but cheap, corny jump scares, and they did not do that. I love... I go back to Scary Stories of Telling the Dark, how they linger on the monsters to creep you out to give you like so you can get the gist of what these monsters look like what they sound like love that i love how they handled these things man now i think that might be an homage to the pillar from hellraiser 2 the pillar that was at the end of Hellraiser 2 that Pinhead was stuck in, and then they had it again in Hellraiser 3, and Pinhead was just cooped the fuck up in that joint, just, just talking to everybody and their mom like he wasn't a fucking totem pole. Nowhere for you to go, mama. This Cenobite, what is it, the Weeper? I love this shot. How down every corridor, they're just close. The Cenobites are just closing in on her, and she knows it's over. That look of like terror and submission are on her face at the same time. It's crazy. And there's that theme. It almost sounds like the Puppet Master 2 theme. And I love that all the Cenobites have the pins in them that Pinhead has. That's just fucking nasty. Fuck. Save your breath for screaming. You you know what it is at that point, man. You can't expect anything good to come from it. Nothing. Nothing at all. Like, there's a line that um, the Hell Priest gives to one of the characters. And it's, it's a fucked up line, man. I think she says, what is it you pray for? And it really is a trick fucking question. I think I said that in my trailer reaction that that is a trick question. How how do you expect me to look you in the eye and answer that question while I'm suspended from hooks and chains? Voight was presumed dead. Presumed just pretty much means they wrote your ass off. They had a search party for an hour and a half. It was like, oh, we're going to break for dinner. 
and they just never got back to it. That's what they did. In some, I, I said break for dinner because that's what they did. And sometimes they come back and uh, they told Tim Matheson's character. He's like, Mr. Norman, we're going to break for dinner. We'll be back out here. It's like this fucking girl's missing and y'all ready to eat. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I called because I was worried about her aunt, and they said that she wasn't there. She was in the infirmary, and then she wasn't, and no one saw her leave, so... Fuck! Yeah, fuck! We need to get rid of that thing, Riley, alright? What are you doing? First my brother, and then Serena Menneker, the same exact shit six years ago. Look, in the weeks leading up to Boyce's appearance, there were others too. There was a groundskeeper, there was a sex worker, and there were probably ones that nobody even knew about. All a sex worker? My and goodness. And they're all fucking gone. You're lying to work. It's happening again. I know that this guy has something to do with it, and I know that that thing does too. It opens up, and it... it the box just sitting on the table like, what? What'd I do? We have to go there. Here's the state. It's not that far. that's my conscience talking to me every time my phone rings are you gonna get that especially if my phone's on vibrate they usually mean something i'm doing stuff that should be my new voicemail sorry i can't get to the phone right now i'm doing stuff I'm doing stuff. I love this character, man. I like I like Riley, man. As far as character horror movie characters in remakes or whatever you want to call them, um, that have been battling addiction, I don't know if like do I like Riley more than I like uh Mia from Evil Dead 2013? I don't know. I think I like Mia more because she survived a lot more. Is also for the uninitiated. It is uh, Michael Myers' 65th birthday today, ladies and gentlemen. Like the character Michael Myers. Had to do my research, but it is indeed true. Now, I will say, people, um, if you're still tuning in, we're about to be like an hour into this movie soon. And there's a lot of movie left after that. And that is one of the reasons why I think my rating for this was affected. This is a this movie is a lot longer than it should be, um, especially for a Hellraiser movie. But I can admire the fact that they wanted to tell a different story and move it along at a certain pace so that we didn't we weren't overbearing with the you know with the with the 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 cenobites and the new hell priests they could have easily had them on screen as much as fucking you know freddy krueger was on screen at some point in the franchise 
but they used them as sparingly as they can, as they could and that's what they did with the first movie you know they do that with a lot of first movies man um i saw somebody it was a post that was making a comparison it was like everybody that complained about how long michael myers was in halloween ends he's in the same he's in halloween 1978 for the same amount of time pretty much um and a lot of original movies have done that for us freddy's not really in the first movie a lot Candyman's not really in the first movie a lot leatherface probably towards the end of the film um jason's not in his first movie at all except for the ending and like the flashback sequence mrs Voorhees sees but what i'm the point i'm trying to make here is that i like when reboots take us back to those moments where we we don't expect the killer to pop up every five seconds you know it's a treat a surprise when you get them back on screen and then when they're gone they've left such an impact that it sticks with you even while you're following these characters and trying to follow this story but i did see a lot of complaints about the new you know about the hell priest and how you, first of all you're never going to get Cl uh, not Clyde barker you're never going to get doug bradley you're never going to top doug bradley's performance doug blair doug bladley bladley who the hell is black doug bradley is one of those slasher movie monster icons it's not even really a slasher movie monster icons where him like him Candyman, and maybe wishmaster these are characters that can almost persuade you to get yourself fucked up like these shakespearean trained theater actors man the shit that they bring to these movie like these monstrous demonic roles is crazy and there you know i agree there aren't any lines or any moments where the hell priest was like super menacing or terrifying or just convincing to the point where she made me want to cross over to the other side of the the you know the cenobites or whatever but i i didn't mind her performance and i liked her look a lot This is when it became like a haunted house segment for a second. Just her snooping around. Not gonna lie, man. People that rev their engines up like that, like I'm in a different neighborhood now so this is this is what they do like this almost like these motherfuckers drag race like it's a bunch of you know they got an underground street racing ring or some shit even in the daytime around here or something but um like motherfuckers that rev their engines up this is so obnoxious like we get it man They must have heard me because as soon as I said that shit.
All right, he must just whoever is out there revving their engine like that must just be trying to impress some chicks walking by or something. Cause there ain't no goddamn way. There ain't no way. This is very Hellraiser too. Um, this reminds me of when Kirsty was snooping around in Doctor Chenard's office. She was finding like drawings and you know uh, paperwork and stuff like that. And really quickly, people, let me shout y'all out, man. The tutor, reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters. God damn it, man. 57K listens, man. 57K spins. I It's, it's, it's inspiring. It's motivation for me to, and I posted this in my story, to get back in my groove and stay there as far as getting this content out to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Says Lore Lauderant Liminal Lazarus Leviathan. I love that the Leviathan configuration is the last one. <clears throat> Mind you, this is the most reading Riley's done in years. <clears throat> and it's a shame it had to be this shit here. <clears throat> Audience with God. Yo, she really looks like the chick from Broad City. I want to see what else was this uh, this Riley actress was in. Because if she hasn't been in much, I do want to see her in more. Conception, The Inhabitant, Am I Okay? I've never heard of any of this stuff. She's in a movie called Let's Scare Julie. I like the title. Come on with the trick questions, nigga. Just fucking... Damn. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you? Hey. Yay, 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 yay. I mean, even if it's just a hallucination or not, it's not Hellraiser without a skinless motherfucker at some point. God, those skinless people. Oh, my God. You know how cold they've got to be? I know they've got more problems than just temperature and shit, but, like, you've got to be cold if you don't have no skin. Could you imagine touching your arm? I don't need help. Like, y'all ever, like, when y'all were kids, y'all know y'all skinned y'all knee before and touched it. You know, when it looks all shiny, the burn looks all shiny, you, you touched it before, and that shit hurts more than when you skinned your shit. So imagine having no actual skin and, like, just... Jesus, fuck. Now, it's hard to say whether we've entered the third act of this movie yet or not. Um, because, like I said, there is a lot more movie left. 
right? What are we even doing here? Okay? Let's just grab Riley and just get the hell out, right? Hey, chill. Not the first time we've had to track it down. Just give us some space. Space, yeah. Alright. Yep, that's type shit I'd have been on. Listen, man, if well, first of all, if I'm the driver, I'm not fucking waiting on nobody. Y'all got me fucked up. Y'all coming or not? Now, if somebody else was the driver, yeah, I'm gonna see what they got in the liquor stash. Shit's probably aged 18 centuries. You get drunk immediately. Now I'm I, I think what is this place? Adam Faison is it David or Adam Faison? Mr. Faison here who plays um the brother's boyfriend. I'm just gonna I'm gonna guesstimate here and say that he's mixed. He's like half white, half black, because he does look black. I don't know if that made any sense what I just said, but he looks mixed. But I am going to just go ahead and say that there's a black guy in this movie that hasn't died yet. <clears throat> and I love that in the Hellraiser movie because we don't, we goddamn sure don't survive in Hellraiser movies. Um, was there any black people in part two? I don't think so. Was there black people in part three? There was a black person. There were black people in the club that were getting murked the fuck off. I know for a fact there's a guy that gets like his face torn off or something when those people just get massacred by a Pinhead in that club. Um, there's a black guy. However, there's a bloodline who gets fucked up. Yeah, our life expectancy in this uh, in this franchise is is not good at all. Really, since when did you believe in God? What I'm trying to get to is that this God, whatever it is, offers choices to whoever holds the final configuration. Get there. Is that a drawing of a naked man? Desire. Life. I'm gonna put some clothes on that dude. Sensation, power, resurrection. You see where I'm going? No, I don't. Actually, um... Matt. What if this brings him back? Damn, speaking of David Bruckner, I see something that dropped an hour ago in my feed. And it says Hellraiser director David Bruckner isn't interested in returning to Friday the 13th franchise. Now, he definitely was supposed to direct a sequel at some point in time, but um, I I don't know what his reasoning is behind that. I don't want to like read the article while I'm supposed to be doing commentary, but um, I will look into that. Because I don't know, maybe he just had, you know, maybe he was just distraught about not being able to make his movie that he's like, okay, I'm, I don't want, maybe he doesn't want to jump from franchise to franchise. Maybe he's cool with this one and he's going to make more. I hope he does. I feel like with what, the, what he did in this movie, don't dumb it down by doing a Friday 13th movie because those movies are way more simplistic than Hellraiser. Way more. I think I think Friday Thirteenth movies have the most simple formula of all the big slashers, to, you know, to begin with.
Okay, yes, I know, yes, I, Riley, I, this I is, is a lot. It's a lot, and I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay? I'm not questioning you. I'm just questioning this. So you believe me, but you don't. to change. You have to mark a sacrifice. And then they come to collect. Whoever Judy's pictures looks like he, you know, was Alvin Schwartz's protege. Hey, look. Man, I feel like watching scary stories to tell in the dark. I don't have it. Have you found it? Yeah. Which switch? Try all of them. I knew something was gonna happen at this point. I just didn't expect it to make me jump. This is probably the one part in the movie where I jumped. Just a little bit. This I did not know what the fuck was going on. When they showed like I, I thought that was the brother. And I was like, oh shit, they didn't kill him. They turned him into a Cenobite. Yep, that right there. I, I was bitching. And this shot scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna hold y'all. This is the scariest, one of the scariest shots, if not the scariest shot in the entire movie. And it is a nod to the original movie. That shot right there. That right there. Avoid, you know, like using the. Uh, the pipes on the walls to to guide him down the hallway the way he was trotting after her that was a nod to the original movie where that monster in the walls is chasing after Kirsty, but it's using the walls to push itself after that was definitely a nod to that and i love the subtleties they do with this movie and that was um that was void but you know they turned void into a fucking you know, like a Jiffy Lou oh. mascot or something. What happened? What happened? I don't, I don't know. We were just in the other room. Fucking I, help me get her up then. Oh my god. <coughs> that was the walls. What did she say? I don't know. She's out of it. I don't know. We need to leave. We need to call an ambulance. We need to leave don't know now. You didn't hear her the first time? Now we see that really is Voight. And um we'll see later on what Voight has uh like how he's different, I guess. But how he is different when he reappears is definitely a nod to Hellraiser 3, if in in my opinion. Brother, you coming with us, you falling behind. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. You falling behind. You ask some stupid fucking questions, don't you, bro? Now I'm not gonna lie, when they were when they drove that van off, the way that shot is set up, oh my god, I love how the fucking ground opens up. Like it looks like stairs are forming. But when that van, the way that shot looks, I thought that the van was going to drive through, you know, Springwood. Like, y'all remember in Freddy's Dead when Lisa Zane drives the van off and then 
they break through like Springwood glass or some shit. I don't know how to explain it. It was in all the trailers. This also reminded me of Texas Chainsaw 3D where they were driving fast towards the gate and then they bounced off of it or impact like a bunch of dumbasses. the ground opening up again i love those shots man this right here this is one of the freakiest best shots in the movie also when she sees the back of that van just damn near dolly zooming going further and further away and then she turns, like the way this shit opens up, and then the way she turns around and sees the people that are in the front of the van, her friends, just getting further and further away from her. This is a trippy ass shot right here, man. That, that right there, it looks like the van is just slowly pacing itself down that dark ass hallway. I love that fucking shot right there. It was so good, man. It's all, it was almost like an inception moment if I, you know, dare make the comparison. Yeah, it's over, sis. There's no time. Now this Cenobite, I think his name is Mask. And Chatterer is never far behind. And there we have it, people. The Hell Priest. Hmm. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, it's over, shorty. This is happening. Fuck! Now, what what is it that is in her neck? Like, is it part of the box? That's what I thought it was. But she's got two of these things in her neck. And it might be part of the reason why she speaks like that. Sound like she got like demonic ad lib auto tune. That was a nod to Hellraiser 3 when Pinhead takes that pen from his actual head. Only it looked way nastier in part three. Shit looked like I had a worm at the end of it. This was like, I, even for a Hellraiser movie, I was like, come on, man. We got to see the interior shot of her, of her fucking neck being pierced by this thing. She's like, this is acupuncture 101. 
much more the body can be made to feel. I'd have been like, damn, bitch, you had to do all that? You know what's crazy is what if the movie was over at that point right there? I just thought it was a weird cut to make, like to just cut the black like that. Like that shit went to commercial break one time. Freaky man, just a puddle of blood in that back seat. I want everybody online to stop talking shit about the fucking Lakers, man. It was what it was our first game. It was the season opener last night. First game of the regular season. And we played the fucking defending NBA champions. Like what the fuck do y'all expect? God damn, man. I, I love when they rule us out. One game determines our entire season, huh? I love when they rule us out, man. And if you're a Tudor reviewer and a Lakers fan, you all right with me, man. I just be, I be so frustrated with the Lakers sometimes. I'm not going to hold y'all. <clears throat> I just want us to do better. We got to do better and want better. I don't want to do another fucking episode about us, you know, not making the playoffs and finals or something like that. Not yet. Except the pain you have wrought. Greater delights await. I, now, see, I would ask her, do you talk normal or is it all Shakespearean? Like, who were you before you were the hell priest? <clears throat> Did you talk like this in school? She'd have killed my ass. I'm trying to tell y'all. She'd have killed me quick because I got a lot of questions for this broad. I'd be like, you carried around a thesaurus all day, didn't you? Just to talk like this, huh? Could y'all imagine, like, like how extra the dialogue and the delivery is for the, the the character of Pinhead in general? Could y'all imagine if T.I. was a Cenobite? Like, imagine if T.I. was Pinhead. You have expeditiously opened up the box in my entirety. Just using all these, like, crazy syllabled words and shit. You have unequivocally figured out the ramifications of the qualifications of the sacrificial lambs of the box. That is the idea, man. Like, let's spoof Hellraiser. I mean, they kind of already did that in, in Stan Helsing. They've got a, 
a pinhead Michael Myers, Freddy, Leatherface, and Jason character. But, um... Oh, got your hand. But let's spoof Hellraiser and make Pinhead... I'll uh, make a T.I. Pinhead. Call him Tinhead. Oof, the cuts that this thing puts out look nasty. Now this scene is about to do some hell some Hellraiser H2O. This this scene is about to do some Halloween H2O shit right here. Oh shit, you made baby one. What did what did you do? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Come on, come on. It's okay. Let's just go. Just keep walking. Okay. Keep on walking. I ain't talking to you anymore. Uh-uh. Keep on. I love that part. Because she was loyal as shit to a fault, but she's loyal as shit. She just whispered, I'm not going to offer you up. I'm not going to do y'all dirty. Chatter said, Oh, no. Nah. I'd have looked at him the same way. Like, bro, that shit on your lip got some shit on its lip. This is where we started doing slasher movie shit. The, the trip and fall, the black guy trip and fall. I lost my glasses, I can't see. Chatter is like, I'm not even worried about you. I don't even know who you are. This reminded me of um, Halloween H2O when Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams are behind the gate and Michael's coming after him. Cheddar is on some serial killer shit right here. Oh my god, could y'all imagine them chompers all in your face like that? Just non-stop. Oof! Motherfucker. Gang green for sure. <laughs> what do you say on Return Living Dead? Rabies. Maybe the bitch had rabies. Now this was quick thinking for her to stab. Um, you know, instead of offering her friends up to 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 Pinhead, she stabbed uh, Chatterer. And I was wondering how this was going to play out because Pinhead kind of looks like, oh, I didn't expect her to do that. But I didn't know if if she was going to play by the rules or not because Riley stabbed Chad. You know, one of her own. One of Pinhead's own, I mean. But then Pinhead was like, fuck it. Oh. Poor Chatterer. You are always going to be the first to go. Alright, what was that for?
What do we do? Riley. What are we gonna do? And Pinhead's like, yeah, y'all, y'all go on. Y'all go, y'all go the fuck on, man. We'll meet them at the house later on. Listen, I know you got bit on the arm, bro. I know they probably hit some arteries, but you are dragging us. I think he's going to start going into sharks. Wait, Riley, where the fuck are you going? Oh, what have you done? They're almost like demonic zombies in this movie that talk. Holy shit. What the fuck did you just do? Oh, shut up. Y'all don't give her credit for shit, man. Yeah, that's a nasty bite. I give you my belt. How am I gonna hold up my pants? He's looking like, uh, you're not going to take notes, are you? But I guess that was a moment for her, you know, it was a character arc, I guess you could say, for her to overcome. Normally, she probably would have popped some pills because she's struggling with addiction. But, um, I, I like that she, you know, they had that little moment for her. She's like, here, you should hold on to these. Because if you don't take these in the next five seconds, I'm dumping this whole bottle back. Then we really going to have some fucking problems. Honestly, I'm not sure if that's my dog or this asshole dog next door. There's a couple asshole dogs in this neighborhood that I'm I'm getting more and more familiar with. And the crazy thing is, two of the biggest asshole dogs in this neighborhood, uh, right out back actually, are two little fucking toy show dogs. These little cutesy bootsy mogwai looking ass dogs. It's always the small ones that just be yapping. I wonder what a, a Cenobite dog would look like. Actually, you know what? We got that in Hellraiser Bloodline. It was running all around the ship at some point. And it was, I, I, from what I remember, it was bad CG. The practical effects probably were decent. I don't remember. Actually, let me look it up right now because I want to. It really makes me want to go back and watch the Hellraiser movies, but I, I don't want to. At least not any after part four. 
Judgment, I'm lying. Judgment, I do want to. I do want to go back and watch. Let's see. Hellraiser Bloodline Dog. Oh, this was a crazy looking motherfucker, man. Ugh. It's a nasty looking song, bitch. <coughs> and here we have it, people. The ultimate twist of this goddamn movie, which was so not needed and took away from the film, if you ask me. Yes, Voight and Trevor are working together. Bars. And I'm like, for real? Like, this was bullshit, man. I hated this part. Did you just spit on me? times you gonna repeat yourself and stall for time sir i i'm telling y'all man i did not like this plot point i i hated this twist it just seemed out of place man i don't know it just it just didn't sit right with the rest of the movie for me he is selling it this pain that he's going through this contraption he's got in his chest and his back that pretty much impaled itself through him the way that these gears are twisting his nerves it is very much for me i think it's a throwback to um hellraiser 3 when jp monroe gets those gears whatever the fuck they are he gets like two of them shoved in his head and every time the gears like turn his head does like this twitching motion No, people it looks like rain i'm not sure looks like rain today i often wonder how many songs i've made up on the tutor views podcast word on the street is people that black adam is getting some really bad reviews so far and i'm not gonna lie to y'all i can't say i'm surprised man because the trailers aren't doing anything i mean the last trailer he dropped was decent but the the trailers haven't really been showcasing anything epic and i feel like for a movie that's black adam's origin story he's not going to be much of an anti-hero here now i did hear that the rock you know this movie got 
an R rating. And the MPAA, you know, the, the, the studio had to trim down like 10 minutes of footage to get a PG-13 rated, which is pretty interesting. But it still doesn't feel like a movie where The Rock is playing the villain. He's always playing these compromised as, uh, you know, anti-heroes. I was done wrong, so this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, no, I want him to play a straight-up fucking bad guy for once in his career. But my biggest problem with the Black Adam trailers is that you are introducing way too many fucking characters. The Justice Society of America, there's like six of those motherfuckers, man. You got Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher. You, I think it's like four of them, you know, including Hawkman and shit. But you are introducing too many fucking characters. Because I know what's going to happen. Y'all are going to try to be the heroes that take down the anti-hero Black Adam. And then there's going to be a threat way bigger than, than you guys as a whole. That you have to join forces to, you know, to fucking take down. It's what they did with Kong versus Godzilla. It's what they did with Batman versus Superman. Like, I just, I don't know. And now The Rock is, you know, he's always jumping in franchises or properties trying to, trying to run shit. He's like, yeah, there's room to expand. <clears throat> he said there's room to expand. The hierarchy is about to change for DCEU, and I'm not ruling out the fact that we can get a Marvel versus DC movie one day. You're, that's not your motherfucking call to make, sir. You're Dwayne Johnson. You the box office bully. He's the hardest working man in Hollywood, probably next to Kevin Hart, but that's not your call to make. That's not your decision to make. You don't fucking own DC. And if you in DC... As strong as you are, if Black Adam's such a passion project for you, you damn sure ain't got no say-so with Marvel's doing right now. Because they ain't trying to hear shit that DC's talking about. I'm sorry for going on that rant, man. Free yourself! Oh, love how it's like Cenobites, you know, uh, assemble out here in this courtyard. This is fucking disgusting how her hands split apart and become like fucking octopus's hands and shit. Yeah, I don't see what people's complaints were with these fucking Cenobites, because they all look crazy. They all, like, um... They all look different from one another. They stand out. I love when Hellraiser movies... <clears throat> when... They are memorable enough... Or the Cenobites at least are memorable enough. Where you can be like, oh, is that the Hellraiser movie with the such-and-such Cenobite? Or the such-and-such da-da-da-da? Like, I love when shit like that happens. And this one, I'm not gonna hold y'all. The 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 S fix when this motherfucker starts running towards him. Oof, this is this was me last night. I'm telling y'all, man. In the middle of the night, I had to use my inhaler because it was a draft in my room, and my chest got so tight. I'm telling you, I sounded just like this thing. Nope. Nope. And that thing was hauling ass, too. That shit looks like something out of Silent Hill. 
got. insult to injury ugh that shit's disgusting shit let me out fuck y'all cause y'all keep cause y'all playing y'all keep dropping shit and tripping over your own two feet out of here man Won't be me. You got the fucking black guy. Well, he's probably black and white. I'm assuming this this guy's black and white. But I'm going to call him a brother. You got the fucking black guy trying to save... Like, come on, man. You're not going to leave me to save the fate of the fucking world. Oh, see? This is exactly why. You play stupid games. You win stupid fucking prizes. Oh, shut up, because you watched it happen. Doesn't matter. The Cenobites will come just like I want them to. <laughs> now, my man got cut so deep, he not even bleeding heavily just yet. Trevor? That's it. In the flesh. Such as it is. And then he already knew that, didn't you? This motherfucker really seems like he should be in a Bram Stoker's Dracula remake. You fake ass. You knew? Vlad the Impaler ass you nigga. Knew? You knew you put that thing in my hands and you knew. Yes, he knew. Alright, baby. Why Damn. Would you do that? Why would you do that? Sorry. Oh my god. I'd have been like bleeding out on the floor if I was the black dude. Like, yo, how many times you gonna ask him? He knew, damn it. My miserable life. First of all, stop talking shit. You got a whole fucking saxophone shoved in your shit, bruh. You talking reckless. Oh, what is this? Oh, what the fuck is happening? Is that obvious? I claimed my reward. Shit. More stupid prizes. <laughs> the fuck did he think this was? He thought he was going to get it and pawn it or put it in the museum for safekeeping? I chose sensation. Jesus. But the Cenobites, their tastes were not what I imagined. They preyed on my nerves. This fancy ass nigga thought he, you know, in exchange for him bringing, bringing, you know, the box people. Fuck, you thought you was getting Grey Poupon or some shit? I don't know. 
when the Cenobites tell you, Pinhead especially, in, in was that the first movie where he said, it was either the first or second movie, he said your suffering will be legendary even in hell. What did you think was going to happen? box is like all right y'all been talking long enough it's time for me to do my thing again it's time for the box to start looking sexy again god i, I love that leviathan configuration man it is just fucking gorgeous like fuck a vase in the house like i would definitely have that somewhere around the house if not in my room and I'm not a like a, a collector type of dude, but I would definitely that Leviathan configuration or just the regular box itself. I love how that shit looks, man. Colin. Now this is when we get the Hellraiser 2 moment. And it looks so much better. Um because there's there's a different type of budget behind it. Oof. Oh, now that now that blood's kicking. Fuck off me, dog. He's like, Colin, it's over, man. I don't want to have to do this to you. I'd have kicked him right in his fucking face. You got you got dickhead boyfriend behind you. You got fake ass Dracula in the lobby. You got Pinhead out the, in the front courtyard waiting just on some fuck around and find out type of stuff. And then you got all the blood that this box has, uh, you know, sucked in, dripping upward to the to to the skylight. There's all types of shit going on right now. It's a good effect, though. Cenobites were looking up at the sky for a second like, are we in the right fucking movie right now? Like, is somebody doing the Heart of Dumbala chant? It's a beautiful shot, man. The fact that the Leviathan configuration comes out the sky, like, you know, death from above type of shit is, is whew, some heavy business right there. What a mask. I'm gonna just start swinging on the Cenobites. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm swinging on everybody. I keep forgetting there was a pregnant Cenobite in this movie. I almost missed it the first time I watched it. Now, they really could have took it to the extreme and showed us a Cenobite baby. Like, Dawn of the Dead gave us a zombie baby. 
which is still pretty freaky to this day. That is such a great fucking shot. It's the Hellraiser 2 shot, which is more money. Pinhead's like, oh, that's my cue. It's time to fuck shit up. Or not. Because <laughs> all the fucking gates just closed on them. Now, I feel like once we saw Voight close the Cenobites in, um, we knew it wasn't going to end well for him. You know, I knew Voight wasn't going to be the hero of the movie because he betrayed the Cenobites. It wasn't going to work like that. <laughs> then the fact that he fixes his, his suit blazer is like... <laughs> You still got a fucking accordion impaled inside of you. Tell your God I've got its disciples. Its priest. What did you think I built the fortress? I built a cage! Stop yelling. And I'm not letting any of you go until it makes me right again. You reject our gift. Fuck your gift. Fuck you! I would be so scared to like slip past that Cenobite the way she did. Fucking that one Cenobite been walking towards the, the the brother's boyfriend for like six minutes. He had ample enough time to get the fuck up out of there. You know, you you keep two stepping every six minutes. I'm I'm gonna be gone. Oh my god, I never really noticed the hell priest's feet. Nasty ass feet. Oh yeah, this oh my god. And the fact that when she tightened those wires that he instantly started bleeding. I was like, oh fuck. No. The way she's got these wires on him, this shit reminded me of Wishmaster. Where the wires go around um 
I think it was Robert Kurtzman, uh, the guy who directed Wishmaster from KMB. I think it was his character where the wires went around his head, his face and his arms and his and, and, and his wrists and shit. And then just pulled his fucking like pulled his head backwards and his head came off. You could tell how much pain he was in if he just said, just let me die. First of all, <clears throat> again, man, don't bring me around no fucking Cenobites because can I see a rule book like the warranties and all this type of shit? Because I feel like y'all just be making rules up as we go along. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I do not think that's my dog. Every conquest, all your pleasures lie in <clears throat> For your efforts, we offer the Leviathan configuration. He's looking like, hey baby, um, look, I know you're very upset with me for trying to serve you up to a group of sadomasochist demons, but... There you go, Riley. You did the right thing. Fuck that nigga. He was a bitch from the get-go. Got all that fucking piano hardware coming out your chest, bruh. Now, this is one thing I did not understand. <clears throat> so, Voight, he got the contraption removed from his chest. His spine is, you know, forming itself again. His tendons are coming back together. His skin is stitching itself back together. He is being healed right now. Just for this to happen to him next and I like the effects of his skin um, putting itself back together I love the, the way it looks but they did all that just to do this to him it made no sense to me oh you thought
like this. You did all that just to put a bit a fucking a chain that was like ten times bigger than the ones they regularly use. You put that shit right through his chest and back again. So you you healed the man up again. Insult to injury. That seems to be the theme for this movie, at least for me. Shit. You 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 deserve it, bruh. Don't be so surprised. You've earned it. Ooh! Oh, I forgot his fucking skin start peeling off his arm. Ooh. God. You know, because he was such an asshole, normally I'd say they should have stayed to watch that, but I couldn't even stay to watch that shit. a classic line I think Doug Bradley delivered that line a hell of a lot better but they put it in there and they put it they played the music at the right time now when Voight is being hoisted up like this I was I, I thought he was going to um, become the new Dr. Chenard character because I thought they were going to do the same type of same type of thing where in the second movie, Dr. Chenard was he was so intrigued by the, the labyrinth and Leviathan and the idea of all these happenings that were going on and the shit that happened to Kirsty. He was so intrigued by it that he loved being a fucking Cenobite right away. And I thought they were going to do that with him. It's almost like he was a he was the human minion along. Well, Julia wasn't human in that movie, but he was the human minion that eventually would get turned into a Cenobite. So I thought that's what they were going to do with him. I have no idea what they have planned what they have planned for the um the the Voight character. But the way this movie ends, it's like we I don't think we've seen the last of him at all. And I'm cool if they bring him back because they fuck him up at the end. I need to see what he becomes. What would you ask of us? Just, just go away, man. Damn, don't just go away. Take the box with you. Don't come the fuck back. I don't want to see y'all no more. That's what I want. Listen, man, I, you know, it puts Riley in a tough spot because it's like, do you want your brother back? Because if you asked for him back, what cost? Like, what does that come with? What is the price of that? And it was a really tough decision for Riley to to turn that down. Um, But you, you already know. You already know it was going to come with the bullshit. She knew. Right. Nothing. Pinhead's like, are you refusing our service? Chosen a life of regret. Knowing everything you've done. Everyone you've hurt. Listen, uh, alright man, you heard what I said. I know what I chose, bye. Has God damn. 
always trying to reel somebody in with this dialogue and shit. Yeah. Take this shit with you. Because I, I don't want no parts of this shit. But I, I hate that, man. They always trying to... Where she's like, I don't want anything from you. And it's just like, well, this is what you have chosen. And this is what comes with. It's like, motherfucker, I know what I chose. Stop trying to persuade me. It's like the worst fucking car salesman in the world. Or just customer service person in the world. It's almost like a demonic Cenobite version of those motherfuckers in Walmart. When you are just purposely trying to walk past these motherfuckers. And they just are still approaching you. Standing in your way. Falling in your way. Just to try to sell you some cable. I'm already struggling with the fucking cable I got now. Because this shit be on the fritz half the time. And they just gotta be persistent. As soon as you tell them, yeah, I'm not interested, then they're like, yeah, but uh, listen, but you haven't heard this this pitch yet. You have not heard these deals. I was almost sure there was gonna be a jump scare at the end of this movie. Like the brother was gonna pop up at the window, <coughs> or. Something's gonna happen. What's the right one? Yep. Okay. Yep, it's right. The female protagonist lived. The black guy was probably half white, but he's the black guy to me. The black guy survived. The brother dead. But we survived. I really need to see what this guy's nationality is. I'm just assuming that he's black and white. But, um,. What if this motherfucker is like Korean or something? Now they got Voight looking like powder. Like, I wouldn't recommend the movie because the director, Victor Salva, um, if you don't know about Victor Salva, do your research. He's a pedophilic piece of shit. But, uh, he directed this movie called Powder, and that's exactly who Voight looks like right here. It's like if they remade it and made it a horror movie. The way that his, they're just fucking his skin all up, man. Gotta put the pins in them, signature pins. Oh, smile big for the camera. The way they pulled his fucking mouth back like that. Ah, sha, 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 sha. Gonna have that motherfucker talking like Sean Connery. God damn. I want to know what his Cenobite is going to look like in the next movie. I hope we get another movie. I just didn't expect... There was This was a particular way to end the movie. Like, is he going to be one of the messiahs of the labyrinth? Because that's how they got him looking right now. It's almost like we was in a different movie when we was closing this shit out. But, 
We survived to the reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there. We survived the lament configuration. I know I said I was calling it the La Merchant configuration. I, I'd be calling it all types of shit. But we survived the lament configuration. We survived the labyrinth, the Leviathan. We survived the Cenobites, the Hell Priest, our new Hell Priest, played by Jamie Clayton, who I think did a really solid job in this movie, man. Is she Doug Bradley? Absolutely not. Nobody's Doug Bradley. That's why he's Doug Bradley. However, I enjoyed this movie a lot, man. Um, I, let's just get a rating off the rip. I'm going to give this movie a very fair, very strong seven and a half. Um, this movie is probably my second favorite in the series. Hellbound Hellraiser 2 will always be my favorite. As much as I said, I'm not really a super big fan of this franchise because I have to be in a mood to watch it. I still like Hellbound Hellraiser 2. And I like this one second for sure. This movie, the trailer was solid and I was very excited to see this movie. But this movie played out so much better than I expected it to be. Now, the reason I can't give it a 10 is because it there are certain elements of the Hellraiser movies missing from here. Uh, I feel like there wasn't enough. One of the things that I like my Hellraiser movies to have, the first three in particular had a certain sleaze aspect to it. And I don't know what that says about me, but that's, first of all, that, that, that don't say nothing about me. That says something about Clive Barker. There's a certain element of sleaze and, you know, I think we, there's a certain element of betrayal. And we did have that in this movie, but it wasn't pushed to the limits that, that I was expecting. The gore here is pretty solid but i thought it was going to be way more shock value crazy shit um there's nothing really in here that's really nightmare fuel for me while the cenobites and the hell priests are like creepy and scary in some scenes and there are a lot of really great creepy shots in this movie that hallway shot in particular where voids like you know uh scaling the walls to come after that girl um there's it's not there's no nightmare fuel for the most part for me maybe the more i watch it I'll, it'll be nightmare for you. I'm not sure. And I hate, you know, the movie, the runtime is pretty fucking long. I think this is longer than any Hellraiser remake, reboot, sequel have has any right to be. And I, where there were moments where I felt like the movie was going to be over, it just kept going. And it does drag out for a really long time, but it's not terrible because I didn't hate these characters enough to, um, you know, to follow them when the Cenobites weren't around and to see them push the story along. But um, one of the things I did hate as far as these characters go, again, I hated the twist with the fucking boyfriend and Voight working together. I hated that. I feel like I could have went this entire movie without doing that. But they had to have a, um, you know, a plot device to to set things up for the ending and set things up for the, the fate of the character of Voight and the fate of the boyfriend. I get it, man. But I could have gone the whole movie. And, while, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said there was a, a bit of a lack of that betrayal theme going on in this movie. That was the the betrayal theme, but it just wasn't like it's. I'm tired of the boyfriend being the accomplice or being the suspect. Come on, man! Like Scream, Scream has has ruined that boyfriend shit, man. That's one of the reasons why I was like, okay, Richie's the killer in Scream Five. Spoiler alert: Richie's killing Scream Five. It's like, okay, we've seen it. God damn it! I'm tired of seeing the boyfriend be an accomplice or just the main like the main suspect that jumps this shit off. I, I'm tired of it. I feel like it's one of those cliches that i'm actually getting tired of while this movie does have horror movie cliches and even slasher monster movie cliches for the most part it it's a very well-made film man they spent money on the spe the special effects are fucking great for this movie and you know if you're going to spend something on on a hellraiser movie 
you got to spend top dollar on the special effects. That's what's always driven these movies as, as well as the performances from whoever plays Pinhead. You know, uh, not that fucking Hellraiser Revelations movie, by the way. That Pinhead was terrible. But the special effects were fucking great, man. And the CG, they use it sparingly. But when they use it, they do a damn good job of it, man. It is not cringeworthy CG. It does not feel cheap at any moment. Um, and I... I love a lot of the shots, like the liberties David Bruckner took with the shots. And I feel like because he was a part of the VHS movies that he brought some of that creepy, you know, uh, otherworldly, you know, VHS shit to this movie, man. Like there's this, like I said, the shot of the girl that, um, you know, the, the, the front of the van is slowly, you know, moving away from her while the back of the van is slowly moving away from her. And she ends up in that hallway. That is such a tricky but amazing sequence man and we got a couple of those little trick shots in this movie man this movie and these characters i thought i was gonna hate these characters i thought the movie was gonna have that sleaze aspect where i'm like oh my god i can't i don't want to root for any of these motherfuckers but at some point you know before the twist with the boyfriend i didn't mind any of these characters i do think the character of nora was not written well enough to the you know they didn't develop her enough but um these characters as a whole man like i said i haven't given a fuck about characters in the hellraiser movie since part three probably and for them to reel me back in the way they did uh that that's a home run for me man but it is a very 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 strong seven and a half out of ten very fair seven and a half out of ten i enjoyed the hell out of this movie and um i hope they get to make more man shout out to hulu and david bruckner and a a, a, a odessa Zion, Jamie Clayton, Adam Faison, Drew Starkey, Brandon Flynn, Aofi Hines. I hope I'm saying that name right. And the people that played the, um, you know, the Cenobites, man. Jason Lyles played the Chatterer. Yinka Oloronif. Jesus Christ, man. I'm fucking up all day today. But she played the Weeper. Selena Lowe played the Gasp. Zachary Hing played the Asphyx. I, like, big shout out to the Cenobites, uh, the, the Cenobites actors and actresses. Because to go under that makeup in that chair, that's a testament to method acting right there, man. I I can appreciate that so much. And this movie, I listen, man, I want a part two. Can we get a part two? And let's go in a whole different direction. I feel like we've played it safe enough um while taking a lot of liberties with this new movie and making it its own thing i feel like we can branch off and just get into a whole new story where we don't even have to have too many easter eggs and too much fan service hellraiser is one of those things where um you know it can just take on a life of its own as many sequels as long as you have like certain connective tissue like we got to get uh riley back if we have another movie or if not just have her move to another planet or some shit like that <coughs> excuse me people but Y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Attic. Shout out to Anchor. Whoa, my fucking um. So I don't know what the glitch was with this uh with this laptop just now, but this shit just played back the music. I don't know. Um, hopefully the lament configuration is not in this room anywhere because if this shit, you know, if my computer screen opens up and y'all you know hear me getting yelled down a hallway with chains and shit in me then it's been real but you know shout out to anchor and uh follow me on facebook instagram and tiktok for Merrill tutor shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs and shout out to the facebook movie groups the horror virus and movie preview review and last but certainly not least shout out to the tutor reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out there again people um tonight 
uh, on Instagram Live, me and Johnny Zuko from Bumpin' the Night Podcast 1428. We're going to be doing on RNZ Live, which is our live stream podcast that we started on our own. We're going to be doing our Halloween franchise ranking. And it's going to be pretty controversial. I remember Johnny saying last night when we did a live stream that his top five is going to rock the boat a little bit. It's going to be pretty controversial. But I, I love that shit, man. I love the unpopular opinions. And, you know, we're going to talk some movie news and, you know, talk about what we've been watching. I'm pretty sure we're going to branch off into other topics and, you know, get sidetracked as we do. But it's always a good time, man. Always good conversation. But, you know, uh, make sure y'all tune into that tonight. I think that's going to be tonight around 7 we're going on. 6 or 7 o'clock. No, no, no. 7. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. That, that, that show is popping off, people. And I think... um. Johnny's in Cali, so that would be, what, 4 p.m. his time? Time zone's pretty different, but y'all get the gist of, of, of it, man. And if y'all don't catch it tonight, you know, while we're streaming, it will be up on YouTube, but it'll be on Johnny's page, um, you know, on Instagram. So make sure y'all tune in, man. And, um, yeah, man, I, I listen, I still appreciate the spins. I definitely got to get more of this caffeine in my system. I really need to take a break from this uh, this coffee. This shit's going to have me bouncing off the walls, but I'd rather it be that and then I just create the content, content, content for the rest of the night as opposed to just me taking a break and not wanting to do it anymore. But y'all already know, man, the love and support that y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.